1: G. Marshall. All of us at one time or another have believed, as Lord Byron did, in the power of thought, the magic of the mind. Hamlet also looked with his mind's eye. St. Mark was happily in his right mind, and even the great Caesar believed a good mind can possess a kingdom. Today we'll meet a man who is living proof of willpower over weight, of mind over matter. The mystery being if a brain can make possible the impossible, what could you or I do just by thinking about it? Gregory, I'm not so sure I like being locked up in the same cell with you. Isn't... Oh, what's that noise? Look who just came through that drain pipe. A rat. A, a rat? Hi, here comes another one. I, I can't stand rats. They're not going to we,
0: hurt you. We're, we're locked up in here. Guard! Let, let me out of this cell. Guard! Guard! There are rats in here!
1: Our mystery drama, The Great Brain, based on a story by Jacques Futrelle, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by James Agate, Jr., and stars Gordon Heath. I'll be back shortly with Act One. The most mysterious motion man is capable of is thinking. This is done by the mind. The mind is an activity of the brain. How it works is beyond us. We just don't know. That great mystery magician Sir Arthur Conan Doyle tells us, don't think about it. Stock up your brain attic with furniture where you can get at it when you need it. Is it that elementary, my dear Watson? When we tick, what makes us tick? Did you ring his doorbell, Herbert? Of course I did. Uh, Jason, give the man a chance to answer his front door. Maybe he's not home you sure he said drop by at nine this evening? Well, of course I'm sure. Here, I'll ring again. Herbert, were you there at the chess match? No. no I wish I had a uh, It was uncanny. Imagine a man who's never played chess winning over a grandmaster by sheer logic. Well, Gregory has more than logic to work with. What do you mean? He has a great brain. Gentlemen. I am pleased to see you. Good evening, Gregory. Hey, Good to see you too, Greg. Come in, come in. Have you been ringing long? Didn't hear the bell? Let's go into the library. Hawkins has a good fire going. We'll sit and I'll put my problems for you. Oh, you must be joking, Gregory. You of all people with a problem? Sit down, sit down. Jason, Herbert. Anywhere that looks comfortable. You know, we three scientists get together too rarely. Mm. Yes, I do have a problem. And it's only to my nearest and dearest friends, you two, that I would admit to it. Well, as you said at the chess match, it's your move. This is yesterday's Sunday Tribune. I'll read it. The metal marvel, Dr. Gregory March, has done it again. Defeated the Grandmaster Chess Champion in four out of five matches. Dr. March claims he never played the game before in his life. That concentration can make the incredible credible. Is it not more believable that Dr. March has kept secret all his abilities, which many suspect may be the case? Well, there are always detractors, Greg. You know that. I keep trying to prove the superiority of the human brain and at every turn I'd run into disbelief. So, gentlemen, that's the problem. And I missed your aid. Oh, Gregory, we know you can perform certain feats of, uh, what I call their uh, mental magic. Magic? But not anything is possible with brain power. I disagree. Not only anything, but everything is possible. You two set up the challenge, and I'll meet it. Greg, uh, Jason and I have an idea for a test there are some things which will not yield to any amount of thought. What, for instance? Prison walls. No man can seek himself out of a cell. Uh, If he could, there'd be no prisoners. Uh, Greg, Greg, let's suppose you were locked in a cell, a a special prison cell, reserved, let's say, for uh, the condemned murderer. Yes. Now, suppose you were locked in such a cell. Could you escape? Certainly. By brain power alone? A good test. Have me locked up precisely as you would any man under sentence of death, and I'll get out. <laughs> I will escape in a week. Say, the um, death cell at the state penitentiary? I think I could arrange that. I-, I know the warden. You name it. What will you wear? Whatever's customary. No, not a prison uniform, but shoes, socks, trousers, shirt. You'll permit yourself to be searched, of course. Naturally. My dear friends, it's not what's on my body that will help me out, but what's in my head. Au revoir, Hawkins. Take good care of the house. See you in a week. Uh, Is it true, sir, that your friends are taking you this morning to the state penitentiary? (laughs) Don't be concerned. Purely a scientific experiment. Ready when you are, Gregory. It's now 27 minutes past 7 o'clock. I shall be gone a week. Yes, sir. Will you be needing a suitcase and clothes? No, Hawkins, just what I have on my back. One week and 12 hours from now, these two gentlemen will take supper with me here. Gordon Emma, uh, let me introduce Dr. Gregory March. Yes, I said to you last night on the telephone, Dr. March is to be your prisoner here at State Penitentiary. Uh, Some kind of experiment, you said. Except in this case, the outcome is not unknown, but yes, all in the interest of science. So where do I begin, Warden? All right, Dr. March, you will first submit to being searched. Turn out your pockets, please. Now, will you remove your shoes and socks? (laughs) The inspection was satisfactory. You found nothing concealed which might aid me in escaping. Doctor, even if you had a blowtorch on you, I don't think you can get out of state, pen, Gregory, uh, are you sure you want to do this? Would you and Herbert be convinced if I didn't? (laughs) Well... No, uh, I can't say we would. Uh, Warden, is it quite impossible for Dr. March to communicate with anyone outside the prison? Absolutely impossible. He won't be permitted anything to write with at all. And your guards, uh, would they deliver any messages from him? Not a word, directly or indirectly. They'd report to me immediately anything he said or turn over to me anything the prisoner might give them. I do have, however, three small requests. Well, I thought we all agreed to no special favors. I'm not asking any. I'd like to have some tooth powder, not toothpaste, tooth powder. Secondly, I'd like to have one $5 bill and two $10 bills. <laughs> Warden, is there any man in this prison who our friend might bribe with the $25? He's not going to meet another prisoner. Uh-huh. He'll be in solitary. And as for anyone else, <laughs> no, not for 2500 Well, I can see no reason why Gregory shouldn't have the money. I think I have some tens. One, two... Uh, I've, uh, I've got a five. Now, you sure that's all you want, Greg? That'll be enough, thanks. You, uh, had three requests, do Yes. It? The third is, before I go into my cell, I'd like to have my shoes polished. Now, this is cell 99. Uh, guard, open up, please. This is the cell where we keep condemned murderers. It's on the ground floor... Visible to every passing guard. There's one small window barred, of course, a bed, lavatory, and commode. Oh, this is awful. Greg, why don't you change your mind? Herbert, you're taking up valuable time by talking. Well, if I may ask you, Doctor March, valuable time for you to do what would To think, Warden. I ask it again, Warden, although I'm sure the answer. There's no way any prisoner can leave this cell. No, sir, not without my permission. No one in 99 has any way of communicating with the outside. Jason, do I get the impression you don't trust me? Oh, not at all. I'm just making certain that you prove your case. Quite honestly. Oh, I was going to say scientifically. Why don't we set up a control for the first night? Jason, join me here for the first day and night. Then you can observe. That's not a bad idea. I uh, think you should, Jason. Uh, you'd, uh, you'd have to be searched also, you understand. Why not? I'll do it. Here, uh, Herbert, my keys, wallet. Well, in fact, take the whole jacket. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll be dressed in shirt sleeve like Gregory. Uh, if you don't mind, sir, I'll just check your clothing. <laughs> Go ahead. No hidden weapons, I assure you. I um, noticed cell 99 is on the main floor. Uh, the administration office is here, too? Well, just three doors down the cell block is my office, so I'm certainly going to hear anyone trying to get out. Now, Dr. March, a guard will bring you breakfast in the morning, then a meal at noon, and at six, you'll get dinner. The guard will stand by while you eat and then remove a wooden spoon and bowl and cup. Then at night at night, there's a cell-by-cell inspection to him. Glad to hear it. The more security, the greater the challenge. <laughs> You're quite determined, aren't you, Dr. March? Yes, I am. Oh, in case I forgot to mention it, no one has ever escaped from state Pan. No man has ever made it over that 18-foot electrified wall. Good of you to tell me, Warden. I'll make a note that is not the way to leave. Well, sir, Jason? Hmm? Now, if you'll kindly lock us up, Warden. Why, certainly. God. So long, Greg. Good luck. I'll uh, stop by for you the first thing in the morning, Jason. Oh, Warden, what time is it now exactly? Uh, 11.17. Make a note of it on your calendar. I will join you, gentlemen, in the Warden's office at 11.17 in the morning, one week from now. And uh, if you're not there, Greg? There's no if about it. Both of you gentlemen finish your dinner? Yes, God, you can remove the trays. That's the kind of food you're going to get for seven days. I don't envy you. I can afford to lose a little weight. You know, Gregory, I'd like to see you pull this off. I know you would. Would it be out of line to ask you how you go about it? When I tackle a new problem, I become all brain and mind. I begin by being a sponge, soaking up all the information I can. You can help. Go stand on the bed. Take a look out of the window and tell me what you see. Uh, 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 The prison yard lit by arc lights all around. Mm, uh, that wall looks higher than eighteen feet. It's uh, too smooth to climb up, and it's electrified on top. Hmm. How many guards? Let's see. Oh, there are four of them patrolling. From the window, how far down is it to the yard? Mm, just a couple of feet, two, four, five. Good observation. Come down. Uh, uh, then I checked my memory. Do you remember how we got to cell 99? Well, I see. Uh, the main gate, uh, guard's booth there. Then through two heavy steel gates, then into the main prison to the warden's office on this floor. Then, uh, oh, two more steel doors in the corridor and the double locks on your cell. Step three, the inside. Search every corner. It's completely bare. Not a chair, not a table. The bed seems to be welded together so that it can't be torn apart and used. (laughs) You really picked the impossible. That's the whole point. Now, when you were looking out the window, did you notice anything in particular about the arc lights in the yard? No, I don't think so. One of the wires leads up past my window to the roof. Was that important? It might be. No detail is unimportant. But you... Gregory, what's that noise? Let me have a look. There's something over in this corner. Well, what do you know? A rat? Um, a, a rat? And another one. Now, where do they come from?
0: <laughs> Gregory, I, I I can't stand rats. I I, I can't. There's oh, a the third. I, I've got to get out of here. They're We're
1: not going to hurt you, Jason.
0: <laughs> <laughs> get down to that bed. We're locked up in here. Uh, guard! Let, let me out of this cell. Guard! Guard! Oh!
1: Robert Browning called The Pied Piper, in which he says anything like the sound of a rat makes my heart go pit-a-pat. Seriously, though, the little rodents have been much maligned from Shakespeare to Shaw, and if I may be permitted to give you a hint of things to come, rats, for the size of their skulls, have far more brain power than man. I shall be back shortly with Act Two. We have called our mystery the great brain. That brain resides in the cranium of scientist Dr. Gregory March. To prove its power, he has vowed that by logic alone, he can, oh, forgive me, steal a march on his warden and his guards and escape from prison in seven days. It is the following morning. Breakfast, Dr. March. Good morning, God. You know my name. Well, sir, the uh, whole prison's talking about you. Having yourself locked up. Hey, you say you've done nothing. Hey, here, I'll uh, put your tray in your bed. Now, you better eat up. I'm supposed to stay till you're finished. Ah, uh, what do we have here? Coffee? What's this? Oatmeal? Hey, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> there go the rats. They smell food, and that would will come miles. I've noticed there's an old dry drain pipe in the wall. They run in and out of it like it's a revolving door. Yeah, well, that that old pipe's big enough for Uh, for a rat, but hardly a human (laughs) being. I've never been partial to oatmeal, but uh, you can get used to anything. (laughs) Hey, rats don't bother you, doctor? They're more scared of me than I am of them. How far is the river? Oh, about 300 feet. Hey, we have a baseball diamond out there on the other side of the wall, just for the staff. (laughs) Finish your coffee? Almost. I noticed last night I was getting very thirsty. Do you think you could bring me a little water in a bowl and leave it here? Uh, I'll ask the warden. I'll appreciate that. I suppose you're the guard assigned to my cell, so I ought to know your name. It's Argus. Argus? Really? Right. Is that name something special? I should say it is. Ask me to tell you about it sometime. Warden, uh, may, uh, may I see you a moment? Yes, come in, August. Uh, is everything all right in 99? One of the armed guards on outside patrol handed me this just now. He said the prisoner threw it out of 99. Let me see. Five dollar bill, Tied around a piece of cloth. Well, you look at this. You see what it says? Finder of this, please deliver to the warden. This is a piece of torn shirt. His shirt. Wait a minute. Look inside. There's more writing. Looks like a code. Again, may I see it, sir? That guy epoxy got my feet. It's not English. What do you make of it, August? Well, I'd try reading it backwards, sir. But if I want to escape, I can't. What is he crazy? Why write me a note like this? What do you think, August? Well, I'm thinking,
0: where did he get the pen and the ink to write with?
1: What are you doing on your hands and knees over there? Oh, Oh, hello, Warden. Just playing with a little beggar. There isn't much else to do to amuse yourself. I, um... I brought you this prison shirt. You won't find it so easy to write on dark blue denim striped with black. You know, I don't know what you hope to accomplish by that silly note. I know why you're here. But I warn you, it's my duty to stop you from escaping. And... What did you write that note with? Isn't finding that out also your duty? Angus, how many days have I been in cell 99? Uh, Three whole days, Dr. March. And my name isn't Angus, it's Argus. How could I have forgotten? The new drainage system that was put in leads right to the river, doesn't it? Uh, Yes, sir. I suppose the pipes are pretty small. Oh, no, not if you're five inches high. (laughs) You're very watchful and quick. When I started this, August, I was firmly convinced escape was possible. How would you react to a considerable financial reward? For what? For helping me escape. You've got the keys. Nope. Five hundred dollars. Nope. A thousand. <laughs> Doctor March, if you gave me ten thousand dollars, I-, I-, I couldn't let you out. Now between here and the main gate there are seven different doors. I only have keys for this building. Besides, I, 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 I just couldn't do it. Spoken like an August. Yeah, what is it about my name, sir, that makes you say that? In good time, my vigilant watchman. I shall tell you. Tried to bribe you, did he? First some dumb message in code and now attempted bribery. You know, August, I'm beginning to worry about that cell. Come on, come on along with me. I'm going to try to persuade him to forget this. Sears, open the cell block. Shh, shh, what is it? But, uh, I I hear something from cell 99. Okay. Let's move up real quiet and see what he's up to. Well, it sounds like he's got a file and he's looking one of a steel bar. Dr. March, what are you doing?
0: Another uh, thing, Warden.
1: All right, guard the cell door, please. What are you hiding behind your back, Doctor? Behind my back? Nothing. See? My hands are empty. Guard, search him. Hey, let me hear something, Warden. Here. Well, well, well. No. That looks like a metal instep from a shoe. Hiding it under your belt, doctor. You're gonna have to do better than that. Uh, here's another one, Warden. Oh, thank you. Well, that accounts for both shoes. You know, doctor, never in a million years can you cut those window bars with something like this. Why don't you call your friends and tell them you're ready to give up? Tell them the scientific experiment is over. I haven't started yet. Mm-hmm. Marcus, come back to my office with me for a moment, will you? I have an idea. Gordon, do you think he has any chance of getting out? Oh, of course not. Just the same, he's darn clever. I was reading in the trip about him. That fellow Jimmy Purvis had a whole column about him being here. I don't know how he found out. He calls him Big Brain or Great Brain something, it still bugs me that I don't know how he wrote that note. Well, who's that? Uh, the prisoner we just got up in 79, two tiers up. Come on, up the stairs, Argus, quick.
0: One, one more flight, Warden. Oh,
1: i too old for this. What's the matter with him? Stop that noise. All right, God, open it.
0: What am I to do?
1: Get off your knees, prisoner. August, you know what's the matter with this man?
0: Take me out of this cell, please. Take me out. I heard something.
1: Who so is this fellow? What's he accused of? Uh, Henry Victor, sir. He's accused of throwing acid in a woman's face. She died of it.
0: Please put me in solitary. All right, I don't
1: care, Victor. I'm the warden. If You've heard anything strange? I want to know what it was. I can't. I can't. Well, where did it come from?
0: I don't know. Everywhere. Nowhere. Please don't make me answer.
1: You must answer.
0: It, it wasn't a voice, but it was human. Yes. Go on. Go on. It, it was, it was far away and uh, ghostly.
1: Was it from outside or inside the prison?
0: I told you, it didn't come from anywhere. It was here, right, right here, everywhere. i I in the walls. Please, warden, I'll go crazy. You've got to do something.
1: Good afternoon, August. I see they've got you on the yard shift. How do you like it out of doors?
0: Hey, Dr. Mark, you're supposed to be inside yourself.
1: I am inside, August.
0: No, not calling out of your window to me here in the yard. Now, why don't you obey the rules, Doctor? You've only got three more days.
1: I wanted to ask you, August, who services these prison arc lights?
0: Hey, oh, I don't know. It's somebody from the outside.
1: You have no electricians in the prison?
0: No, no, sir, we don't.
1: I think you'd save tons of money if you had your own man.
0: Well, it's none of my business. Uh, Doctor, will you please get away from your window? Before I go, I have something for you, August. Step
1: up a little closer, huh? Can you reach out from the yard to my window? What is it? Just this $5 bill. Take it. Well, what for? For being so affable and understanding. Keep it. You deserve it. And so I was patrolling
0: out in the yard, and he's in his cell looking out the window, and he hands me this five-dollar bill. said it was for me.
1: I should keep it. Let me see. Five-doll. Wait a minute. March only had two tens and a five. One five came with that note. So where did he get this one? Well, uh, could somebody have changed one of the tens for him? Who? You're the only one he sees. I've got to search 99 again. Something's hidden somewhere. When a prisoner can write messages when he wants, get money when he wants, we're in deep trouble. This could cost me my job. Uh, Oh, who is it? It's me, the warden. still dark. What time is it? Oh, please don't shine that flashlight in my face. It's three o'clock, doctor.
0: Well, you're an
1: early riser. You wouldn't care to come back when it's daylight, I suppose. I'm going to search every inch of this cell. Get up, please. First of all, I want to move your bed away from the wall. Nope. No, I don't need your help. You stand over there in that corner. Now, see what we have back here. Is that? Yeah, it must be the old drain pipe. What have you got in there? Darn it, my fingers don't quite reach. Oh, yeah, I, I got a hold of something. Just, oh, it's a dead rat. Oh, yes, one of my local friends. Oh, My back. I shouldn't bend over that way. Doctor, help me move the bed up to the cell window. Uh, no funny business. Yeah, happy to oblige. I might leave it there, get a little more air. I'll just get myself up on it. Why are you standing on my bed? Just want to examine these bars. Yeah, I'm solid. Solid. Every one. All perfectly rigid. I don't move. I'm coming down. I was just going to give you a hand. Don't bother. Stand right there and we'll have a look at your clothing. All right, turn your trouser pockets inside on. Both of them? Come on, doctor. Stop stalling the left pocket. Okay. Right. Uh oh, money. Give it to you. One dollar bills. Five of them. If you'd like to borrow them, Warden, feel free. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me get this straight. When I locked you up here, you had two tens and a five. You sent one five with a note, you gave Argus another five. How did you get these? Now, don't tell me you just thought them up. I was going to say just that, but um, I won't. All right, I can't force you to talk, but I can watch your every move for the next 48 hours. Escaping from state penitentiary isn't going to be that easy. But, Warden, I never thought it would be. What we are hearing are the maneuvers of a superior intellect. Each move we have heard Dr. Gregory March make has a reason. I shall return shortly with Act Three. I don't think either you or I doubt Gregory March isn't going to be able to escape that fortress of bars, steel, and stone. And I suspect for all his bluff, the warden fears the same. It's how he'll do it that fascinates. What transforming power is this super brain able to exert? It is the fifth day. The hour is late. The warden turns restlessly in his bed.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: warden, I'm that? the light? Like? Where's that phone? Duty, hit the alarm and get Argus to call me back. Better get some clothes on. Oh, my back. That crazy man again. Okay, now, Duty. Turn the alarm on.
0: Victor's screaming. I, I, I can't get him to quiet down. Open
1: up his cell, Argus. No, no, no. What's going on? Will you get up off the floor? What's all the yelling about?
0: I did it! I did I did I killed her! Yes, I did. I killed her. Take that voice away! Get it away from me!
1: Take what voice away? I
0: said enough? I admit I killed her. I threw the acid in her face. I didn't mean for her to die. Oh, come on,
1: Victor! Stop it! Stop it! It was
0: me! I did it! I confess! Get me out of this cell!
1: Here it is. I, I don't hear anything.
0: No, stop. It's that voice again. Kind of muffled, like a voice from the dead.
1: What does it tell you?
0: Acid! 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 It keeps saying that over and over again. It accuses me, see? Acid! Because I threw the acid and the woman died. She couldn't identify me, see? So I have to confess. Got to! No, a voice is making me. Is that
1: all your voice said? Just acid?
0: That, that's what it was saying yesterday. It's the day before.
1: Nothing else?
0: <laughs> Something else it said. I remember now. Size eight hat. Yes, yeah, that's what it was.
1: Size eight hat?
0: Yes, yeah, size eight hat. Very clear. Said it uh, a couple of times. Uh.
1: Good morning, August. This is the warden. You can congratulate me. It's the seventh day, and I'm still playing with a full deck. The two friends of Dr. March are here. Yeah, I know it's very early. Would you bring us all some coffee? <laughs> Thanks. Well, warden, I'll confess to you I thought he'd do it. And I'm very surprised he has not. You Herbert? Well, not really, Jason. Even brain power's got its limitations. Well, I can tell you now, he didn't really try very hard. <laughs> Spent most of his time being friendly with his guard, playing with the rats in the cell, writing notes. Now, that is something I never caught on to, where he got the pen and ink. And you know that 25 you gave him? Mm-hmm. It turned into a 10, two fives, five singles. Crazy, huh? Hmm. We never came into contact with any other prisoners? Never. I saw him, and his guard saw him. <clears throat> Oh, well, here he is now. Uh, this is Mr. Argus, who's personally been in charge of cell 99. I just put the coffee on the desk, Argus. Gentlemen, help yourself. Hey, uh, Warden, I have a special delivery letter for you. Oh, thank you. Tell me, how is our distinguished Houdini this morning? Well, half an hour ago at six, he was sleeping like a baby. Oh, he uh, gave me this last night. What is it? A silver dollar. He handed it to you? Yes, sir. To remember him by. <laughs> you see what I mean, gentlemen? Crazy stunts like that. But trying to escape? No, sirree. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> what, Nick? What, Arkline? Well, if you discovered it last night, why didn't you take care of it then? Well, sure, call the electric service company. They'll have to send three or four men down here in the double to fix it. Problems? Oh, an arc light on one side of the yard has been out all night. Uh, are you going to open the letter, Warden? It was a special delivery. Oh, yeah, of course. Might be a son of a gun. What is it? You look at the envelope a special delivery letter, return address, cell 99. Says, dear friends, don't forget you're invited for dinner tonight at 727. Warden Hammer, that means you, too. And you, my vigilant Argus. Faithfully yours, Gregory Martin. Argus, you hightail yourself over to cell 99 right now and see if that man's still in there. Main gate, this is the warden. Those electricians arrived yet? Three workmen and a supervisor. Okay. But just make sure only four men leave. That gentleman is security. I, uh... I can't get over this letter. The nerve... The, the nerve. Yeah? Two reporters? Sure, why not? Yeah, bring them over to my office. Did either of you gentlemen tell the press to be here this morning? No, neither did I.
0: Warden, he's in his cell, all right. still asleep. I could see him uh, through the cell door.
1: I've been looking at this letter. It's Gregory's handwriting, but the postmark is blurred. Looks like last night's date. How did he do it? That's what's got me. If he is in his cell, how did he do it? Marcus, go see who that is. Oh, the reporters. Hello, Warden. Hi, Jimmy. Uh, gentlemen, this is Jimmy Purvis from the Trib. Uh, come on in and bring your friend, Jim. Well, all right, folks. I uh, heard there's a story here. Uh, now, let me uh, introduce my associate. Uh, Turn around, pal. Dr. Gregory March. Greg? Look, how did you do it? <laughs> Forgive me. I'm a little earlier than 1117, but I don't think Warden Hammer will mind. March, will you mind telling me? how Warden. Why don't we all go back to cell 99 and I'll show you. Jimmy, I think the Trib will enjoy this story. Jimmy, this has been my home for a week. Certain disadvantages, but certain advantages. To demonstrate the extraordinary advantages of this extraordinary cell, I step on the bed, sweep my hand across the bars on this small window, and
0: let's go. (laughs)
1: The window bars all fall down like magic How could that be? I tested those Before, warden Now that Who's that in the bed? Mr. Nobody August, shine your light upon that strange bedfellow I pull back the cover a wee bit And what do you see, gentlemen? A wig (laughs) You ought to know, Jimmy color is excellent. <laughs> Thank you, doctor. Would you mind pulling the covers all the way back, Dr. March? What's that body made of? Oh, happy to oblige. Oh, for good Warden. Would you be so good as to identify what you see on the bed? I can't believe it. It's a coil of rope. thirty feet, I'll have you know. And there are a couple of files, a roll of oh. uh, fine wire, pair of pliers. Sure beats me. If if you'll excuse me, I'd better get myself back to the house. Takes me quite a while to decide what wines should be served at our little celebration. Just a minute. Aren't you gonna tell us how you did it? Perhaps later. Over the brandy. Well, my very dear friends, was that dinner worth waiting for? I trust everyone else had enough to eat. Shall we tell them, Jimmy? Oh, you tell them, Doctor. They were your ideas. Very simple. You sit down, and you weigh the odds. On one side, you have seven steel doors, and on the other, a rat hole. My escape was facilitated by a rat running out of a rat hole. Yes, but what did you write the notes with, and where did you get the money, and all those things stuffed in your bed to make it look like you were sleeping? I mean, the rope, wire, pliers, you had a hardware store for. Uh, let me tell it my way, Warden. You sit there. You say, where do those rats go? Into the river? Or does the old drain come out on land? So you examine the little beggars. Their feet are dry. They are land rats. I see that, but it's still hundreds of yards between cell 99 and where the drain ends. Warden, did you know there's a quarter of a mile of cotton thread in one good cotton sock? Let me show you. I one end with my fingernail and then pull gently, gently. See? One continuous threat. So I wrote a note on a piece of shirt. That was before you confiscated my white shirt, remember? Mm-hmm. Tied my instructions to a ten dollar bill and tied the whole thing to a rat's foot and sent him on his way through the old drain keeping the other end loosely in my hand. Oh. <laughs> I knew the little beast, as soon as he got out of the pipe, would sit down and gnaw the thread off, which is what he did.
0: It must have been the next day a boy showed up at the Trib and asked for
1: me. He had to me the note which said, Will the finder take this to Jimmy Purvis at the Tribune? And he'll give you another $10. The kid had found the note playing ball. Uh, what made you interested, Mr. Purvis? Well, the uh, note said, I dare you, and it was signed chess player. I made the boy show me where he'd found the note, and sure enough, there was a thread. It ran the length of the old rain. That afternoon, I felt a tug, and I knew I had an ally. The thread passed notes back and forth, and wire became rope, and a plan was set up for today. You came pretty close, Warden, but your fingers weren't long enough. All you found was the dead rat i put there. I still want to know, what did you write the notes with? The metal tip of my shoelace made a pen. The shoe polish, moistened with water, was the ink. Doctor, I've got to hand it to you. Hey, uh, Dr. March, did you have anything to do with a prisoner who was two tiers right above in cell 99? He was hearing voices. I'm afraid I'm to blame for better or worse. All the old drain pipes must be connected. To cut the bars, I needed nitric acid. I'd run out of shoe polish, so I tried whispering nitric acid into the drain pipe so Jimmy could hear me at the other end. Oh, so Victor did hear that word, acid. After repeating it several nights, Jimmy got the message, sent some test tubes full of nitric to me, and with the wire, I was able to cut the bars. The tooth powder kept the acid from spreading. But once I got out of my cell, how to get to the warden's office disguised. We worked out this plan for me to have a workman's uniform, and I whispered to Jimmy, get me a size 8 hat. He did hear a size 8 hat. Oh,
0: Victor.
1: So, it was you who cut the wire outside your window leading to the arc light. August, congratulations. That's just what I did. When the Wharton called the electric service company, I was waiting there. You were there, Miss Burns? Mm -hmm. I persuaded the supervisor I'd like to go along that maybe there was a story. And I brought extra overalls and a hat
0: for Dr. March.
1: I'd escaped through the window in the darkness a couple of hours earlier, replaced the bars, and hid behind one of the buildings. I'd watched the patrols. I knew exactly what their route was. So I arrived with the electricians, helped Dr. March get dressed, and the two of us walked into your office, warden. End of an escape. (laughs) I'll be darned. There's always a way. Just rely on your brain. Jimmy, don't be too hard on the warden here. And August, my faithful guard. I've enjoyed every moment, sir. Whoever christened you must have known the profession you'd follow. Well, how so, sir? By your name. It means a very watchful person. August was a mythical being with a hundred eyes, some of which were always wide
0: open. (laughs) Not open wide enough, I'd say.
1: Excuse me while I catch my breath. It takes some doing, chasing after the convolutions of a great brain in action. It's even a strain to stay on the sidelines of this battle of wits. For my money, to be kept guessing until the very end is, I think, mystery theater at its most intriguing. I shall return in a moment with a thought my brain has just come up with. The pertinent point that suddenly jumped in front of my mind was remembering a short verse by Emily Dickinson. I don't know whether she ever knew Dr. Gregory March, the great brain, but she could have when she wrote this the brain is wider than the sky. For put them side by side. The one, the other will contain with ease. And you, beside. Our cast included Gordon Heath, Russell Horton, Earl Hammond, and Ian Martin. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next What what can I do for you? You are a cab driver, is that right? Yes. You went to 132 Clarkson Street earlier this evening, eh? Yeah. About 8.30 to be exact? Uh, yeah, yeah. I I remember the time because he was very definite about wanting to get there by exactly 8.30. Uh, who was very definite? Well, the man we're talking
0: about. The man I drove up there.
1: Uh-huh. All right. Let's go, Mr. Grove.
0: Well... Uh, My wife and I were about to go out to dinner. Do do I have to come all the way down to the station? Yeah, I'd say so. (laughs) Uh, Please don't get me wrong. I want to be all the help
1: to you guys I can, but uh, couldn't I just answer whatever questions you've got here? You you don't seem to get it, Mr. Grove. What do you mean? A guy was killed at 132 Clarkson Street tonight, and we're taking you into custody on suspicion of first-degree murder.